Hi, and welcome to Ways and Takes episode 141, the Task Force 141 episode. Anybody know what that's from? I, I've heard it. Oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Call I of was going to say Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's Call of Duty. Call of Duty, Task Force 141. Uh, Modern Warfare. Um, I'm Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Dylan, and Cam. How are we doing, Dylan? I'm stupid. I said I got that wrong. Good, that's good. <laughs> Tucker's not living the dream anymore. And the reason, the reason why he's not living the dream is because... Let's get into winners and losers right away. Um, block of the years are now 0-3. Tucker, huge with one of those with one of those losses coming on a game that didn't exist. Tucker said, "Lock of the year." I got a loss on that. It's always two. It's a loss. That was a preemptive lock of the year for this week. Because <laughs> it's still it has to be, it has to be still there though. It's there. Yeah, no, no, it's still there. So I have it as my lock of the year for this week. It is on my cart. I still That's have the- you at zero and three because you said last week that was the lock of the year. No, yeah, yeah, it's a lock of the year. So what? I have a lock of the year that the Buccaneers win the Super Bowl. That they don't have to play the Super Bowl this week. All right. Well, what is Tucker's lock of the year for this week? Can we Tucker's break the streak? Lock of the year for this week is a team that hasn't won yet. Oh, it's God. the Oakland Raiders minus two and a half at the Titans. I like this game. I think the Titans are hot garbage, and I think this game might end up. But Titan, I think the Raiders might win by 30 points, legitimately. I like that bet. I, I think the Titans suck. I like that bet. Yeah, I really like that bet, honestly. So are we, throwing, are we throwing the UNC lock of the year right now on this? or? Yeah, no, UNC this week, the overall lock of the year. Okay. All right. Well, what's the line? Who cares? Doesn't matter. They're cool. It's going to be a 70-point game. Can the lock of the week ever win? Is lock of the year. I mean, ever win. It is. It is. People are asking. Um, all right. Uh, another if, loser. If you want to start fading my locks of the years? I'm just gonna say preemptively. Wait, Tucker. I do. Tucker. I. If you, you lose do, this week, I'm going to fade you next week. What? If you lose this oh, week, I'm going to see Notre Dame. <laughs> um, well, the over might hit. <laughs> Their offense is not good. Their defense is great. Okay. Well, maybe it won't. Um, but if you lose, if you go 0-2 this week, I'm going to fade you next week. Um, Please do. But uh, I want people to fade me. I want the fades. Uh, second loser I have down is Dylan. Sox won a game. So, they've won a couple. They've won more than one game. But they've, they've certainly not lost every game. So, you know, they're playing off the stretch. Got to admire it. What a, what a group of, of heroes. Um, finally, a big loser I have is the strange man. That called Tucker. A uh, little bit behind the scenes <laughs> podcasting here. Tucker got two voicemails from some strange na- man. Couldn't really hear his name. Thought it was like Ray Michaels. I think it's Ray Michaels. Something Michaels. That's definitely. And, and he gave us a call. I don't know if you're listening, my friend, but he gave us a call and he said, Hey, I was listening to Wasted Takes. Um, blah, blah, blah. It should be more like Wasted F you. Like sick burn, dude. Great, great call. And then. <laughs> And then followed up with another one. He was like, hey, I'm so incredibly disappointed to hear what you guys said on Wasted Takes last night. Bah, 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 bah. It's very inappropriate. I was thinking about working with you. Dude, I don't know who you are. I don't know if you actually listen to this podcast or you just saw Tucker walking around his restaurant and thought I could try to get money out of him. Let me look up his social media. He's on a podcast. Everybody says stupid stuff. 
We say stupid stuff all the time. That's the point of the podcast. But I don't think we say anything that's worth blackmailing. So you might want to give that up. Um, but what a loser that guy is. So big loser to him. But I am big winner. Big win for the podcast. First, like, real hater. Like, hate mail. That's kind of huge. They got our number. If they ain't talking about us, then any, any, uh, any press is good press. Is that what they say? Yep. All press is good press. No, absolutely. And, like, we've had our detractors in the past. All our friends say we suck at podcasting and blah, blah, blah. That doesn't matter. Those are our friends. They're supposed to be mean to us. Random people calling us up. I mean, Tucker, what was what was your reaction to hearing that voicemail? Just shock. I mean, it was from a block number. I remember when the call came in. I'm like, I'm not answering that. And then, like, three days later, I was like, let me check out that, my voicemails. And that was one of them. I was like, that was weird. And then there was the second one immediately following Again, attacking me, and I just—I was shocked by it. It was just like, cool. I was honestly like, "Oh, cool, we made it." Also, a huge coward move to call from a black number. Be a man. Let us call you back. (laughs) Next time you get an unknown number, pick it up. Um, We wanted to call him back. You know, we have a little discourse with him. What's he? What's he so upset about? But I don't know. Big loser that guy. Uh, Anybody got anything else for for any losers or winners before we do the poll? Giants 2-0. Giants 2-0. Giants, one of the few remaining undefeated teams. Big win for Cam. Um, um, loser me. Uh, you guys don't know about this, but this has been going on uh, behind the scenes with Cam and myself. So, because I lost fantasy last year, I bought Cam jersey. Bottom jersey off of a website called Mercari. Ever heard of it? No. Well, it's like a second-hand like, store that you just put something up for a set amount and then you buy it. So I bought it from this one guy and just never sent it. It was like two, two and a half weeks, messaged him, like, when are you going to do this? Never Crickets. He might have died. I don't know. Uh, so I canceled that order. Then I bought another one just from a, from eBay, but from like a like a retail seller and I had it shipped to cam. So I asked for cam's address. He sent it to me. I typed it in. Uh, it arrived today, except I, I actually didn't type the address incorrectly. And it's now, it said it was delivered about, what was it cam? A, a one minute walk down the road. It's right next door. The building next to me, the condominium complex next to me, same number. First floor, um, I went over there, knocked on the door, and nobody's home. So That's I don't gone. know. <laughs> it's gone. It's a big problem if they are vacationers and they're only down here during the winter time. Uh, that's that's something that a lot of people do with these condos. Or if they're on vacation, um, Derrick Henry jersey is going to be inside their mailbox come January, and you know they're going to be a little bit confused about it. Stop at the front desk. Uh, it's not really a front desk. Hopefully, but. hopefully they're big Titans fans and they can get some use out of it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. If they steal it, that would be hilarious. Speaking of fantasy, Dylan, uh, I beat you this week because Stefan Diggs went absolutely friggin' crazy. I was going to yeah, lose to you. Ridiculous. Um, take of the week. Winner is going to be Tuck for his take of Lamar Jackson putting on a tryout. I mean, he played really well against the Dolphins. Um, Cam with zero votes. Not well enough. Cam with zero votes on the poll. 
Um, just want to throw that out there for analytics. Tucker moves up to five points. Dylan is firmly in last place now. Been a tough Let's year for it. former taker of the year, Dylan. So, or no, take, no, he's number one taker. You've won take of the year. I have take of the year take twice. Take of the year twice, yes. Um, I think it's all that matters. I mean, I don't know. I think this is the biggest award, but. You know, it's just me getting it, getting it back, back to back years. It's going to be pretty cool. First ever do that. So, um, the most wasted is. All right. Uh, speaking of wasted takes, who's got a take for me? I got one. I'm just going to do it because I don't know if anyone else is going to do it. Um, obvious news: we're going to cover this one a lot. I'm assuming Jimmy G is back. Handsomest QB in the NFL. Best thing that could have happened for the Niners. Um, the team loves him. Trey, you sent something today. Everyone's so happy. I think everyone was kind of just kind of shut their mouth and was like, whatever, I guess we'll see. They don't want to make the owners look bad. They drafted the guy. They got to make him play, even if he's bad. Luckily, he got hurt. Now, here's the, here's the situation. It's kind of a two-parter. This is an inside job all the way. All right? <laughs> now, I'm not saying that they purposely got Trey Lance hurt, but they pretty much let him just run out there with reckless abandon, right? So their goal was to get him out there, get him running around. They wanted him to just be taking hits. And the slightest of injuries, they're going to go to the team doctor and say, I don't care if this is a sprained ankle. You're going to tell him he's out for the season. We're doing a fake surgery, and this is a hoax. They want Jimmy G in, but they didn't want their image to look bad. Because they drafted this kid at three, and he stinks. They let him go out there, run around, got a slight injury. Team doctor said, yep, you're out for the season. Probably not even that bad. They're making it worse than it is. It's a hoax. Jimmy D's back. 49ers are going to the playoffs. Cam, I love this take. Um, I agree with it 100%. Uh, so many things you hit on. Um, a, watching him, watching him play it really did look like they were trying to get him hurt. Like they were just, the play calling was just sending him out and him getting destroyed on every play. Um, hundred percent looks like it. The team rallied around Jimmy. They clearly are excited for him when he scored that touchdown, patting him on the head, you know, giving him his ups. Um, I think they're hundred percent right that they know that they screwed up and uh, they were going to do whatever they could to uh, get him out. I do think he really got hurt. But I do think that they wanted him to get hurt. I think they were sending him on all these runs and, you know, sending him right into the teeth of the defense uh, to get him hurt, um, to get Jimmy back out there because they know that Jimmy's a winner. He's the most handsome man in the NFL. He's going to go out and win you football games. Uh, this kid's a bust. He's a bum. Yeah, I 100% agree, Cam. They, they wanted him out of there, and they're going to be better for it now that they have Jimmy. I mean, he does. this doesn't go to his win-loss record, this game, because he didn't start it. They won. And... Um, he still has an unbelievable win-loss record as a starter. So, uh, Tuck? Um, I I can see it. I mean, I think that they played recklessly with them with that in mind. Um, as for it being purposeful, I'm not sure. I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't think that it was a purposeful thing, obviously, but, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. So, um, I think this is good for the 49ers this year, bad for their future. I don't think Jimmy G's a franchise quarterback still. Dill? 
Um, I like the idea, Cam. It's wasted. Um, it's, uh, I kind of think I agree a little bit with Trey on this one because no, I don't think that they're obvious that they were, uh, like faking his injury and having a false, uh, surgery or whatever. Uh, but I can see where the logic is. Uh, but I do think they didn't really, I mean, based on the play calling, like Trey said, it, it seems like they didn't really care if he got hurt or not. So maybe it wasn't so vindictive, like we're trying to get him hurt, but maybe they just were like, yeah, I mean, he's young. Maybe he'll get hurt. It's football. Up. We got to back up. Who cares? Uh, we'll be all right. So I think maybe some, some of that was going on. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm betting on the 49ers this week, though. I mean, you can't you can't not with that handsome devil back there. Um, all right, I've got a take. It's also quarterback-related. Um, big week for Alabama quarterbacks. All three Alabama quarterbacks won in that, that were in that same room in, like, 2017, 2018. I forget what year. Uh, I think it was 2018. Um, Jalen Hurts, Tua and Mac Jones. Uh, I saw a picture of the three of them, and it said, this freebie room was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, Tua's gotten a lot of hate, obviously, um, for his passing ability. I have kind of seen that as well. He kind of shut up the haters this week. He tossed it deep, um, and he you know, obviously led the Finns back in a big way. Uh, Jalen Hurts is looking more and more like an actual NFL quarterback recently, and I never thought he was going to be anything in the NFL. Turns out he's actually pretty decent, especially for the way the NFL is right now. Mac Jones had a great rookie year. Obviously, in year two, he's looking to make a step. It's not really come yet, but you never know. Uh, but I was thinking about these three quarterbacks, and I was thinking, you know, which one would I want? And obviously, you know, last year I would have said Mac Jones, pocket passer. I, I've been kind of slow to to think about the um, think about the you know the more mobile quarterbacks and how that can be more dynamic because they won with Brady for so long. Um, but my take essentially is going to boil down to this. So Tua was, what, the fifth pick in the draft? Mac was the 15th? And Jalen Hurts was taken either at the end of the first or the beginning of the second? I'm going to say that the draft experts got it completely wrong. And the best out of these three quarterbacks is Jalen Hurts. The number two is Mac Jones. And the number three is Tua. Jalen Hurts is the best because he has a decent arm and he's pretty darn mobile. He is made for this type of league now that we have, the the new NFL with the mobile quarterback and the ability to to kind of run the ball and stuff like that. Max number two because he's the second best passer, I still think. Um, he's not mobile, but he's smart. Uh, he's a leader. Um, and if he's in the right system and he's got enough talent around him, I think he can win. Two is going to be three. Yes, he had a really good week, but he's had a lot of trouble, you know, catching on in this league. Um, he you know, had some of the best offensive weapons and he still misfires every now and then. Um, but, and he's not, you know, he's mobile, but he's not like a guy you're really worried about running the ball. And he's a lefty and I'm biased. But I'm saying the NFL draft got it wrong. They drafted Tua, Mac, and Jalen in that order. It should be flipped. The three best quarterback, the, the best quarterback out of the three is Jalen. The second's Mac, the third's Tua. Well, I'll disagree with you there because I'm still a Mac guy. I'm, still, I'm not saying Mac. I didn't say he's bad. No, I know. 
But I I still see Mac as the number one of the three of them. I think Jalen's doing well. I also think Jalen has a very good team around him. He has a top offensive line. He's got good receivers. Like I think he's got a very good system right now. He's got the best situation out of the three. Actually, Tua does. But I think Jalen's better than Tua. But I think Mac's still number one in my mind. For what reason? Just because he's the best passer or what? He's the be- I think he's the best passer of the three. He's the most confident I have down there. He's the only one that's made the playoffs out of the three of them. Um, the Eagles made the playoffs last year, didn't they? No, they didn't. Remember, they threw their last game because they didn't want – they wanted a worse draft pick, better draft pick. Ah, uh, okay. I swear they made it recently. I don't know. Um, Cam? I mean, I can't I, – I don't know. This is, this is kind of dumb. Because I saying the draft experts got it wrong. They're all picked within the like GM's got it back. wrong. Yeah, but that wasn't the same year. The draft wasn't the same year for them. Was Hertz the same as Tua? No. I, it went Tua, then Hertz, then Wait, Tua. no, Hertz and Tua were the same the same class, yeah. Um okay. the, the, they lost to the Buccaneers last year in the playoffs, the Eagles. They lost in the wild card. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a it's not a great comparison just because they all. I mean, they're all picked pretty top. If you were saying that Brady, like comparing like Brady and then somebody in the third round and then somebody that went first, that's a little bit different. But it was like it's five fifteen and maybe like late first, early second, like you said. Um, so I don't think that's completely getting it wrong. I mean, they're all playing well, uh, and then I think they're tough to compare just because they're so young as well. If you're saying who's going to be the best down the line, um, I, I don't. I don't know. I I don't think any of them are particularly great. Jalen right now is definitely the best, um, just because the dual threat, and then two is in the best situation, and Mac is just kind of like in a, in the worst situation where he doesn't know. So I I don't know. It's really hard to tell who in order to compare. I don't think there's any judgment on the GMs quite yet. Well, I am. We got a podcast to do. It's called Ways of Tapes. All right. Uh, Dill? Um, I think it's a fair assessment. Um, I don't know if I'm so sold on Hurts just yet. I mean, he's playing well, but I don't know. Something about the Eagles. Um, Mac, uh, I don't want to say he got lucky in his rookie campaign, but I think I think there's a case to be made that that you know he may not be as good as we may think he is. So I put I put a larger gap potentially between uh, Mac and Hertz, and a shorter gap between Mac and Tua. I can agree with that. Um, all right, who's next? Don't all go. Don't all jump at once, boys. Do it yet? Need to go. Dylan. Oh, okay. Um. <clears throat> now we're gonna stick with the Eagles, um, as we were just talking about. Uh, the Eagles surprised me a little bit so far this year. Um, however, that being said, 
I am not confident in them in the future. Uh, let me grab their schedule real quick. I mean, we do the show every week. We do the same segment every week. Like, we're not coming in. What? I'm, Are we co- I'm grabbing the schedule. Not coming in the show with takes. Or? Now, they play the Jaguars next. Um, and then they roll oh, yeah. into some easy games after that. Well, maybe not so much easy. Um, they go Jaguars, Cardinals, win. Cowboys, Steelers. Win. Win. Te- Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers. Win, Titans, loss. Giants, Bears, win, Cowboys, win. Saints. Win, win, loss. Giants again. Win. So might not lose. They might not, not lose. This, this is this is the take. Uh, I am not confident in them, but their strength of schedule it seems so low. I think they lose two games. The Cowboys were going to win. Yeah, but the but the cow. I mean that that's loser of the year right that's there. The that that. Oh. It's switched. switched. The Eagles' two losses are going to be against the Cowboys. Cowboys won this week. I'm out on the Cowboys. The season's over. <laughs> it's over. 100%. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at their schedule, I see them losing to potentially the Saints. I see them losing to the Packers. And I see them dropping one to the Eagles. I have them losing three games. Nah, f- four games. Cardinals will probably beat them the too. Eagles are going to lose to the Eagles? To the Giants, I think I said. Maybe I misspoke. I have them losing one to the Giants. I have them losing to the Packers, the Cardinals, and the uh, Saints. Um, just looking at the schedule. But, I mean, absolutely. they. I think they're good. Like, I don't, I don't distrust them. I think they're a good team. I think I've slept on them for a while just because they've been kind of a mess for the past, you know, four years. But even like last year, they made the playoffs. They made a little push. You know, they they have a guy that seems to be able to play quarterback. They made the move for A.J. Brown. Um, they've made some big things on defense happen, I'm pretty sure, too. Um, big play slays there. I don't know where he was before, but he's there. Um, yeah, no, I think they're legitimately a good team. I think they're going to they're probably going to end up winning the division. Um, I'm not sure if I ended up, no, I probably picked the Cowboys. I always pick the Cowboys and they always screw me. Um, but I think they're going to be good and I see them losing four games, not two, but I think, I think they're a legit team. Cam, your division. Yeah. I mean, the NFC is easily the, the easiest division this year. It was like way far and beyond every other team in the league. And Dylan, you notice that you just picked the wrong team. Now your, your second guess is, uh, you know, maybe as good as your first because the actual answer is the Giants. Um, besides the point, yeah, I, I see him probably, the Giants always take one from them. Cowboys will probably take one from them. And then they'll probably lose two or three others. So I'd say like five losses, maybe four losses, but it, it's not even like a great team. I, it doesn't look like. I mean, when I've watched them, it's Jalen Hurts running around and Antonio Brown or AJ Brown making plays. And I don't really know anyone else on the team. Slay, and then Miles. That's what I'm saying. But they're like they, they're playing lights out. See, and that's it. that's just the Eagles all the time. Because when they won the Super Bowl, they didn't have that great of a team either. They balled like, out they, though. What? They balled out. Like they were good yeah, all year. Exactly. Yeah, they they're good the whole year. So I'm I'm kind of scared that 
you know, something like that can happen. But Jalen Hurts isn't a Super Bowl QB. Daniel Jones may be. So I don't, I don't <laughs> agree with the two wins or the two losses. Five losses. Um, Tucker? Um, I, yeah, I think the Eagles are real. Um, so I really just, bad. They're, they're, good one, Dale. They're good at <laughs> so I'm going to disagree with this take fully. Are you going to disagree that I said that they're going to win? You said they're going to win 15 they're only games. Lose two games. Oh, sorry, I games. missed something. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that's my bad. Um, yes, I believe the Eagles. Sorry, then, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm with Dylan on this. Yeah, I can see it happening. Uh, I guess I have to go with them since I did say that they're for real. Tucker's on the phone. Dylan's playing Minecraft. Cam's asleep. I mean, we're all over the place tonight. Um, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Are you kidding? I just gave a banger take. Yeah. But it, you know, both of you, it's like we go to you for, for your thoughts, and it's like, uh, I don't remember. Um, I, I don't remember because I don't know a lot. Because you're too busy making another board. Um, no, I'm Tucker. I'm passing time. Take? I just, oh, you're asking for my take. Yes. Yeah, I'm still thinking. <laughs> There's a lot of football being played right now, college level, professional level. Baseball's yeah, wrapping up. Aaron what? Judge just hit 60 home runs. I've been watching college football, and everyone kind of been talking about how it was supposed to be a regression year. There were so many guys that went into the draft for um, the Georgia Bulldogs. They were going to fall back this year. They're not the same team anymore. Fully destroyed whoever. They're destroying everyone with a vengeance, as if they've been wrong. So I think Georgia goes back-to-back natties, wins it again this year. Um, so your waste to take is that the number one team in the country is going to win the national championship? Are they number one? <laughs> yeah. well, I've been watching a lot of college football, everybody, and Georgia's really good. I mean... Uh, Can you give us a point spread? Uh, they, I don't... Fine. Waste to their take. Georgia doesn't have a single, single-point game this entire year. I feel like you made a similar take last year. Like a like difference? Like point different differential? Didn't somebody make a take? Cam, you might have that Ohio State wasn't going to win. I made that take with Gonzaga and, and March Madness. Oh, I said okay. they weren't going to win any game by less than 10. So this is like, okay, this is like a football version of that take. Um we're just making it. That's it. Whether it is or not, he's not paying attention. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, fine. Um, he's not paying attention. <laughs> in terms of the first part of the take, yeah, probably they're probably going to win back to back because they are better than everyone. It seems. And uh, Stetson Bennett, that great name. I was hyping him up last year. I forget who was like he sucks. I was like, no, he's pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, me. they'll. Probably have a close game here or there. No, you're right. No, they'll, they'll do it. You're right, Tuck. I agree. Uh, Cam? Oh, wait. All right. Uh, oh, wait. No, I said he's going to win the Heisman. He doesn't have to win the Natty. Um, Dylan? Um, I don't really know enough about this. I did watch them destroy. Who's the team that they were playing? 
I was Oregon. No, it was last week. They won like the spread. Wow. The spread was like minus forty seven, and <laughs> I think they beat it. I think they did it. They covered. It was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, they were playing. They were, the, they were the away team too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I this is the thing with college football is there's so much disparity between between teams sometimes that like, I mean, the Bulldogs could look like absolute like gods amongst men in one game against some team that just stinks. Uh, but they're like a big name school and then they go and can play someone else and and look terrible. So, I, mean, I don't know. The college, the college really is so much, so similar to the college football video games because I, I remember beating team 77, 21 and that was just when I blitzed every single person on the defense, and that's when they would score the touchdowns because Ohio State put up 77 last week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not unrealistic. You look at that in a video, you're like, that's a video game score, but it happens all the time. Um, all right, let's move on to some segments. We're bringing it back, people. One of our favorite segments on this show, the F word, is coming out. Fraud of the week. Hope everyone's thought of a fraud of the week. I have one that I'd like to lead off that's probably not, I hope it's not in any way anybody else's. It's it's not a team, it's a player. It's Trey Lance. Trey Lance is the fraud of the week, all right? The, the, going back to the draft. Going back to the draft. Well, in 2021, it was all Mac Jones is going, uh, Mac Jones is going number um Number three to San Francisco. They love him. They love him. And Trey Lance is going to fall to the Patriots. And I was like, no, no, no. Get this guy out of here. He's got bad hair. Got a bad hairline. I don't want him around. Trey Lance waits a year. Doesn't play at all. His team makes the playoffs. He can't beat out Jimmy G. Then they want to trade Jimmy G to give Trey Lance a shot. They can't find any deal for Jimmy G, so they keep him around. Probably hurts Trey's confidence. And then he comes out, loses his first start, goes to the strip club, throws dollar bills at the strippers, gets taped, and it goes online. And everyone's like, oh, he's a baller. This is cool. Comes out, breaks his leg, tears his ACL, and his teammates are pumped up for Jimmy more than him. I think 100% he is a fraud. He's not a good quarterback. I know Cam covered it in his ways to take, but I wanted to label him as a fraud. He is not good. Fraud. Cam, who's your fraud of the week? Yeah, I, I agree with that one. He's fraud because he's not actually hurt, whether he knows it or not. Um, <laughs> something's being fake over there. You think he just stubbed but, his toe and they're like, oh, yeah, you tore your ACL. He's like, my yeah, toe that's hurts. That's what he said. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Dude, ankle sprained. You got to amputate. <laughs> got to go. Get him out of the league. Don't even give him a chance to return ever. <laughs> Put him down like a horse on the racetrack. <laughs> exactly. My fraud of the week is um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna leave it at one person, and it is going to be Nathaniel. Yep. Hackinson. Hackett. 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 job. He's a hack. He's a hack job. I didn't even see, I think I sent it to you guys, the video of him getting interviewed. <laughs> something along the lines, but I'm going to make it worse than it actually was. Do you deserve this position or did you just sneak in 
And he goes, oh, it's not good. <laughs> no credit to himself. He's like, I just happened to be on the same coaching staff that Ed Rogers was doing really good. And I said that I, it was my, I did it. So big fraud, frauded his way through the, through the interviews and everything. And it showed in week one. Uh, they just beat the Texans sweet. But he's, he's a big old, big old fraud. Dude, they've scored one touchdown on offense with Russell Wilson. The crowd in Denver was chanting the play clock at him. He is so bad at clock management, the crowd has to relay the time left on the clock to him while he's calling plays. He is a fraud. Get him out of here. I don't even know if he can be a fraud, though, because he was never considered, like, the guy. I mean, maybe he was in Denver. He was hired as a head coach. Yeah, he's Mike McCarthy's coaching tree, so that's all you have to know. Um, Tucker, fraud of the week? Yeah, um, I love the frauds of the week so far. But my fraud of the week is Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan is a hot fraud, and I think Matt Ryan's been bad for a while. Matt Ryan had Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, two elite wide receivers. Last year he had uh, that plus Kyle Pitts. Hot garbage. And now, and everyone just wrote it off to, oh, well, the Falcons suck. They had not, they didn't, they wouldn't give any of the credit to Matt Ryan not being good. Now Matt Ryan's on a great team. He just scored zero points against the Jaguars. I think he's garbage. So hot trash. So I, I shouldn't be a starting quarterback. I I don't know who their backup is, but I'd say Sam Ellinger. El- Ellinger is it? Yeah. Um. So. I'm definitely disappointed in the cold start. I thought they were going to be good. Carson Wentz is better. <laughs> I thought they were going to be good. Uh, uh, Nick Bowles is the backup. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I thought they were going to be good. They've sucked. I'm not going to put this loss on him, though, because, frankly, just based on the fact that the Colts cannot win in Jacksonville. I can't believe I didn't see that on the board and put my house on it, my mortgage, you know, my entire life savings, because they cannot win there. So I'm not going to blame him entirely, but I think he is on fraud watch, in in my opinion. But I think it's a fair choice. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in the same boat. I'm not I'm not quite there yet. Um, my brother does a Giants-Jaguars parlay, money line parlay every single week. Every single week, Giants-Jag, money line parlay. And it hits one every 16 weeks or so. <laughs> and it's just so happening this week, so I still pay it in. But um, not quite there on that line. Um. One little one little betting note, uh, or not really betting, but kind of weird coincidence. This was the first time in like 20 years or, or something close to that, 15 years, that the Giants, Jets, Yankees, and Mets all won on the same day. It was like the first time since like 2009 or something like that, which is wild. Um, I guess it doesn't come around all that often, but still. Um, Dylan, fraud? Uh, yeah, my fraud is going to be a player. Uh, no teams from, on the watch. Say again? No teams on the fraud watch. It's all been players. No. Well, the only one I was thinking of was the Bengals, but we kind of already talked about the hangover, so I, I don't. I wouldn't call them frauds because we kind of expected They're them frauds. to be not as good. Frauds. Um, fraud for me, I'm going Austin Eckler. Fraud. Playing like fraud. Playing like who? Somebody call Chris Afanella. He's been playing like foo. He's got 30 rushing attempts, and he's got 75 yards. No touchdowns. 
He's also a little bit hurt, supposedly hurt, more like sucks. Very, <laughs> 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 yeah. That's his, his short. hairline is he's his, short. His, his hair is fraudulent. Uh, it's leaving his body in masses. Um, yeah, Boston Eckler is kind of slippery or sliding off the slope. He's getting a little slippery in LA. Um, I saw a tweet that was two the first two NFL weeks. Um, you know those little boxes of floss they sell? Those are about 41 yards long. Um, both of those had more yards than him in the first two weeks of the NFL season. Austin <laughs> <So. laughs> Eckler, worse than floss. Um, all right, let's move on to some games. Let's cover, of course, big our uh, big tooth back at it. Infiltrating the podcast. Um, let's start with Pat Steelers. Let's do our obligatory Pats thing. Uh, obviously, good to get a win. Uh, for me, this was not – did not make me feel any better about the Patriots. Um, my opinion is if you play a bottom 10 QB in the league, I know I've kind of been a Mitch guy. I'm off Mitch now. Um, if you play a bottom 10 QB in the league, you might win. Um, <laughs> so it didn't make me feel any better. It seems like Mac is having real trouble reading the defense. He missed some open guys early, easy for touchdowns. He threw two miserable – no, one miserable interception. These, there should have been another one that could have changed the game, but the guy dropped it like an idiot. Um and every single play, they it's just like, why are they throwing so deep? Now, Cam, you've been kind of the unbiased Mac guy. You didn't like him coming in. You came around to him until last year. Would you say the deep ball is the strongest part of this game? No, but I, I so I think that there's no there's no win for you ever. Um, they they can do no right. No, no, I, I was getting I was getting to it. I was getting to it. I was just saying, I, yeah, was, I, I was wanted just, your unbiased I, opinion I, if you think him throwing the deep ball is a good offensive strategy. Right. So I think there's a time and place. And I think they're doing the exact opposite of what they did last year, where I think McDaniel was just kind of holding him back a little bit, short passes, getting him into the system. Which I think is the smart thing to do. And then not giving him the chance for the deep ball. Now they're just saying, all right, let him free, let him throw the deep ball all the time. And not let them get. So I think they got to find the happy medium. I don't think the deep ball is good for them because their wide receivers are terrible. Um, and maybe he can throw the deep ball. I'm, I'm sure he he does have a good arm, but it doesn't help when you got to put it. In so spot. so here's my thing. I don't think it's a Mac thing. I think it's an offense thing. I don't think the deep ball is a strength. I just don't think it is. I think he's better at the kind of the short to intermediate stuff. Um, he can throw a zip. I don't think he can throw a good deep ball yet. Doesn't mean it can't come. Um, it seems like the play calling is just, okay, everybody go deep and Max going to throw it. He had a comment after the game that said, Nelson Aguilar is just one of those guys you throw it up there and see if he can get it. Um, I think Nelson Aguilar made a t- fantastic play. Definitely definitely a baller play. I think he makes that play maybe once every four times you throw him that ball. And the other three it gets picked. Um, he. It just seems to me like the Patriots offense last year was get open short and throw it to the guy. And now it's, if he's covered, throw it up to him and he'll go get it. And they don't have the playmakers to do that. That can work with a guy like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, uh, Devontae Adams. Like those type of guys, that that can work. You know, you can throw it up to those athletes, they'll make the play. They're not athletic enough to do that. The offense, I think, is miserable. Defense, played well. Um, definitely, definitely an improvement from last week. Again, played a worse team. Um, I think the Steelers are bad with Mitch. I think they can be a lot better. 
once they finally go to Kenny, um, kitten mittens. Um, but I don't know. It just didn't make me feel much better. They, they can't score. And, and like I, I said before the podcast, the Patriots are like something like 11 and three if they hold their opponents to less than 24. Um, so that's kind of it. They have to, the defense has to ball out. They have to hold teams to less than 20 points to win games. And I just don't know if that's possible against teams like the Ravens and the Packers coming up. Um, they've typically done pretty well against the Ravens in the past, but then again, you had an offense who could put up points and I don't think they can put up points. I think their offense is anemic. I think that their, um, their receivers just aren't that good. Devontae Parker has been a miss so far. He's got one catch and, and two interceptions while targeted. Um, <clears throat> so it doesn't make me feel much better. Glad they got the win. I think they really needed it. I think the, the confidence in the locker room was bad. Jacoby Myers came out this week and said he doesn't know what we're doing half the time, which Bill is definitely pissed about. Look for him to get a drop in snaps. Um, but I, I mean, I'm, I think they needed a win to get some to get some good juices flowing in the in the clubhouse. And I just I don't see them beating the Ravens. I'll say I'll say that much. But you know, good to get a win. So I, I think, like I said, they need to come out of this first stretch two and two to have a shot and make the playoffs. And they're on their way. So. Uh, Tuck, I'll let you rebuke everything I said. Yeah, I mean, a win's a win. I look at this as a positive. I don't, you know, I won't. I think our defense, again, is very good. They played very well again. I don't think Mitch is a top QB 100%, but the receivers are, that's their top receiving core. Deontay Johnson uh, was dotting us up. I will say that. He's so good. Yeah, Deontay Johnson's another level of receiver. So it's good. really insane. Uh but I, I mean, I think we look good this game overall. I don't think this was anything crazy, but I was happy. Are you at all um, worried about Mac? Do you think because he clearly hadn't? You could say like he had a good game, but he didn't. He had a bad game. He was not that good. I'm not worried about him yet. I'm just saying it seems like he can't read defenses like he could last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not nervous. I think it's a new system. So I'm not going to say that it's uh, his fault yet. I'm not really that nervous at all. So just my last point. If you if Nelson Aguilar doesn't make that freak play and if Gunnar Oshelfsky doesn't gift you that ball, that ball, you are probably losing that game, which I think is a little too close to the margins with the Steelers led by Mitch Trubisky and no TJ Watt. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, That's why no, I don't feel I better. I 100% see that. Um, but, I mean, yes, great plays have to happen every game. I think each team will always have great plays in a game, and yep, I don't right. think you can hold that against them. No, I'm not holding it against them. I'm just saying that it do- that's why I don't feel better. And I think that they I need more the got more thing. plays. They need more plays you know, like that and play Aguilar I, I talked the same way about the Dolphins in that last game. If that fourth down conversion didn't get – if that fourth down conversion that went for 50 yards didn't happen, or that PI was called when it clearly should have been called, and that's a totally different game. I don't so know I, if I, I think big that. plays happen. I think, honestly, Luck has a big role in it, and this year we had some of the cards come our way, but I think that we come out on top in that game regardless. Uh, Dylan? Just overall in the game, I know I stepped away for like... Yeah, whatever, whatever your thoughts were on the pass. Do you feel better um, about them now? Anything. I don't think this game shows much. Like, we're playing the Steelers. I don't think they're a powerhouse team. They came out with the win, which is obviously a good thing. Uh, 
Excuse me, but Trey, like you said, they're really not scoring. So it was the first, it was like the end of the first quarter. It was halfway through the second quarter. And I was like, we're going to lose this game 6-3. to three. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and like you said, if, if Aguilar doesn't make that bananas of a catch, um, I don't know, I don't know what this game would have, would have been like. It seemed like whichever team scored the first touchdown, uh, was going to win the game. It happened to be us. So, um, breaking news real quick before we go to cam Tucker's course record is getting broken at Lennox cross country course. That's what it sounds like. It's going to happen. What is it? If it doesn't, I want you in those kids DMS. Because they kind of trashing you in this meme post. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of <laughs> fucking hurting right now. <laughs> they should have tagged you. They were real savages. Um, Cam, Patriots thoughts? Anything? I already gave mine, but I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about the Giants. Okay, yeah, that's the next game we're going to cover. Giants, one of the six, seven undefeated teams left in the league, getting a big win over the Panthers, who also kind of suck. Um, I think. I mean, I'll just give my two thoughts on it before we go to you. I think that this is still a team that we don't know about. I think they could end up being bad, and I think they could end up being the surprise. I said last week that I believe in Dayball, and I think they, that I tend to lean that I think they are going to be a surprise and be decent. Um, but this is definitely a step in the right direction for them. So what do you think of your team? Step in the right direction is right. They're just playing with something different. Because um, they're not they listening to Joe Judge. Last year. They don't, they're playing for Dable. They love the, the atmosphere. There's a couple of things specifically that, that you notice. Um, <clears throat> the close games that they were in last year, they didn't win any. They lose close games. We're winning close games then, which is just an ultimate. We want some more at the end of the game. Um, so that's exciting to see. Also, saw a post by Coach Dable today, and he signed off on the memo, Dax. Apparently he goes by Dabs. That's awesome. That's what he's. That's what we're calling him now. D A B S Dabs. That's my guy. Um, and then last thing is there's social media posts all over the place. Players, coaching staff, giant social media, white out at MetLife. They're getting fans involved. That never happens. I've never seen that. Somebody's excited about something. They're saying everybody wear white to the game. Star players, whoever they may be. Um, you know, everybody wear white. We're white and out met, met life. Let's go. Everybody's excited. Dip, different kind of atmosphere uh, in New Jersey right now, and I'm, I'm stoked about it. Whether we make the playoffs or not, I just I just want to hope. Yeah. I love the whiteout idea. Um, I think that they are just – they like this guy better than Joe Judge. If, if you ever listen to Joe Judge's introductory pod uh, – uh, not podcast, introductory press conference – it was funny. It was laughable. Um, Tucker, Giants, think they're legit? Um, I don't know. Uh, I thought they played well. I think they're on the right path. Uh, I still am not sure I believe in Daniel Jones, though, so that's what I feel like is going to hold them back. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I genuinely have no idea. Cam, I think this is a year where you guys are going to be scrappy. I don't think you're going to make the playoffs. I think, but next year, I think you guys are going to be like legit if you get a quarterback. Jimmy G's going to come there. You might win the Super Bowl. Um, Dylan, Giants? 
Um, I didn't watch this game, to be honest with you, uh, so I don't really have much to say. Uh, the one thing um, is that uh, you guys touched on not thinking Daniel Jones is a guy. I think that's obviously still reasonable. But like I said at the beginning of the year, he needs to change the narrative. Well, before the beginning of the year, he needs to change the narrative around him uh, for that so that people, um, you know, when they see his name, they don't like scoff and disgust. And I, you know, Jeremiah's going 2-0. and He's kind of beginning to do that. So I'm going to ask him, how much longer does this have to go before you're like, all right, we can keep this guy? If he doesn't get hurt this season, I think he, he plays the whole the whole year. I think they've um, got to get rid of him if they're gonna if they're gonna do anything like significant. Right, right. If he doesn't get hurt and they're in a position to make the playoffs, there's absolutely no way that they're they're tossing to the curb or benching him. Um, and I, I genuinely do think they're giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think they have a number in their head. They have a win number in their head. They have a stat number in their head that he needs to hit, whether he knows it or not. I'm sure he doesn't. There's something there that if he gets this, if he gets this, we'll keep him. If, you know, there's not a huge better opportunity if he doesn't. And then it's eye test to, you know, he's gone. So he, he's on the line right now for sure. I don't know what that number is. You're, right now, uh, two, two wins isn't enough to prove anything to me. You're kind but, of uh, uh, tanking your chances for uh, the Bama quarterback or uh, the Ohio State quarterback. Yeah. I mean, those are two. I don't want the Ohio State guy just because Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL that never worked out. Um, all right, let's move on to cover some of the other games. Big comeback weekend. So I think we're going to cover all the comeback games. We'll start with the Finns and the Ravens. Insane game. Um, Tua. It looked like Madden, like straight up at the end of that game. Ty, that's why they went and got Tyreek. This is why I said when they did it, it was a great move because they are just surrounding a young quarterback who nobody really knows about with talent. And he's showing that he can do it. And everyone hated him on front of his deep ball. Yeah, it was pretty easy to just throw a wide open Tyreek 50 yards down the field. But still, he hit him in stride. Um, put up godly numbers, over 400 yards, six touchdowns. Dolphins are legit. I hate to say it. I had said when they traded for Tyreek that they were going to be better than the Patriots. I fully believe that now. Um, they're going to be a playoff team, I think. Um, their defense is pretty solid. They got gashed by Lamar. Everybody does every once in a while. Um, but they they answered on offense. I think McDaniel's like actually smart and actually like a good play caller on offense. Uh, schemes it up well. Um, I think this team's dangerous. I think they're gonna they're gonna make a push for the playoffs. I think they'll be in the playoffs. Um, coming up but in terms of the Ravens I don't know how you let that happen um Lamar did ball out but they just kind of shut down at the end of the game made some made some mistakes and the Dolphins took advantage of it which they you know a team like the Dolphins who's perennial losers don't usually do so I think they're out of that and I think they're a legit team talk are the Dolphins legit how did the Ravens blow this game no, they're not legit. Um, I don't know how the Ravens blew this game. It was brutal for me. Um, I I thought this was locked in at 14.35. I was calling myself a genius. Um, I was fully convinced that I had the inside scoop and knew everything. It just felt so obvious. But the Dolphins aren't legit. I mean, they're going to be figured out, wow, they have two really fast guys. That's their whole thing. 
that's the whole scheme, and we figure it, it out. It just it takes time to figure out this scheme, so I'm not nervous. No. Uh, Dell, Dolphins legit. You're muted, bud. Sorry. Um, this is this is the best Dolphins team that we've seen in quite a while, but I don't I don't think I'm ready to call them legit uh, quite yet. Um, that said, I am nervous for when the Pats play them, but like Tucker said, if, uh, I think you can scheme against them uh, defensively. I think the Patriots have a, a, a decent defense, so uh, I think it will come down to. Our offensive play when we played. The Patriots defense kind of shut them down. They held them to Tucker, one touchdown. The they game. got smoked. They got absolutely they, smoked. They held them to one touchdown the entire game, Craig. They didn't <sighs> score in the second half. They got smoked, though. They can't score on offense against their defense, so it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, Cam, Dolphins, Ravens, any thoughts on either team? Yeah, it was a weird one. I think the Dolphins just, uh, or the Ravens rather, just kind of blew it. Other than the Dolphins coming back, props off, props to them, hats off to them. But they just kind of thought it was over, and the defense just gave up. I mean, there's not much else to it. I think the Dolphins are not legit, but they're they're contenders. Um, Ravens as well. Uh, it was a good game. I think what it's going to come down to with the Dolphins is Tua. Um, how much can Tyreek and, and Waddle help them out? But but honestly. It seems like they're making it work right now, highly due to McDaniel, just because the the plays that they're running right now is is I don't I don't know how to how to describe it, but it's it's not like uh, like screen to waddle and Madden like offense. it was last year, which they still do that, but they're throwing a lot of routes over the middle now with Waddle. And even the deep, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's happening. They're just getting open all the time. And I, I think it has to have something to do with McDaniel's play clock. Um, all right, next game I want to cover. Another comeback, Browns-Jets. Dylan, you are off on the Joe Flacco revenge game by one week. Uh, yes, he didn't play for the Browns, but he took it out on them. Um, obviously, the Browns go up big. The big question of this game is Nick Chubb takes it in for a touchdown. Um, they end up missing the extra point. If he had gone down before the end zone, they could have run out the clock and won it. Um, they didn't. Joe Flacco hits Corey Davis on a deep uh, ball, broken play, and they get the onside kick, onside kick and go down and score to win the game. Um, couldn't happen to a better team. I can't believe this. I, I, the Jets are my least favorite team in the NFL. Rooting for them in this one. Wanted them to beat them. I hate the Browns. Um, yeah, I don't know if you saw the stuff that the fans had set up outside, um, a massage table with a dummy on it saying happy endings aren't illegal. I know there's scumbags in every, every franchise fan base, but I feel like these Brown fans have all accepted Deshaun just because they want to win so badly. Couldn't happen to do a better team. Joe Flacco looked like 2013 Joe Flacco. And, uh, I hope this, this shit continues to happen to the Browns for the rest of the year. And when, by the time Deshaun gets back, they are in the gutter. Um, <coughs> Talk. You got anything on this one? Um. Yeah. I mean, I hate the Browns. I I loved the Browns last year and hated the Jets, and now I I caught myself like actively rooting for the Jets against them. 
I mean, the fan base has accepted. Like, it's wild. The fan base is like, yeah, cool. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, no. I mean, because Baker wasn't, I guess he is bad, but I don't really know what to think. But, I mean, don't go for him. Like, go for anyone else. It's just so easy to not pick them. Uh, do you think uh, Nick Chubb should have scored or should have went down in hindsight? Like, obviously hindsight, but in I think it's, it's hindsight's twenty twenty. You really don't think it's going to be like that when it happens. But obviously he should have now looking back on yeah, the next day. But I agree with you. If in the moment, I want him to score every time there. Like, yeah, no, because that happened in another game. And I'm like, just go in the end zone. It happened with Todd Gurley a few years ago on the Rams, and it screwed everyone's bets up. It happened like this week with someone. Someone took off for like 50 yards and then went down. I mean, I guess if you're worried about them coming back from 13 points with, you know, less than two minutes left, then you go down, but it's the Jets, so. Yeah, it's the Jets, and like, you know, what's the higher probability thing to happen? That you fumble or or throw an interception? There or that the Jets go down, score a touchdown immediately after, recover an onside kick, and score another touchdown. So it's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, Cam, thoughts on this one? I I was watching Red Zone during this, and I didn't know what was going on. Scott Hansen kept screaming, and uh, the Giants game already ended, and he's screaming about something happening where the Jets did this, and then... Chubb scored, and then the back, and then big play down the field, and I was like, Browns, Jets, who really cares about this? And then I saw the Jets won, um, but I didn't pay attention to it at all. It's it's a non, non-game for me. I don't care. It, I, it's a comeback, but it's not as important um, as just right, or any other regular game with, with good teams. In it. So Dale, I don't care. Uh, Dale, Joe Flacco beating up on the Browns with these two on the Ravens? That's a that's a wild take, Cam. Um, this game to me uh, was sad because I had a couple dollar dues on it um, because and Browns blew it. But uh, yeah, I mean the Browns controlled most of the game it seemed, and the Jets didn't really pick up uh, anything until the last minute and a half. Was it was it a minute forty three? Something like that. Yeah. They got the ball. Yeah. I wanted to say it was like 79 seconds. I don't remember. Um, but uh, as for the touchdown, when so Chubb got a first down and then sent them to score. So if he did go go out, they had enough time to kneel three times. I think the Jets may have had one timeout. I don't remember. But there was like, I mean, I think the smarter play, given the amount of timeouts the Jets had, was to go out of bounds. And I think that's something that you, like, maybe not as a player in the moment should have known, but like that, I think that shifts the odds. Like you were saying, Trey, like what's what's better odds? I think because of the timeout factor, it, the better odds would have been to, to kneel or to run out of bounds or whatever. Um, before we hit the next game, breaking news. Um, Ime Udoka, coach of the Celtics, facing possible disciplinary action, including a significant suspension 
for unspecified violation of organizational guidelines. Wow. That's not good. That's very bad, actually. So <laughs> we'll keep you updated on that next week when that eventually comes down. But that's very bad for the Celtics. Um, all right, last game I wanted to cover. Cardinals, Raiders. Uh, Raiders go up big. Cardinals come back. Um, the first half was miserable for Kyler. It was a double XP weekend. So that meme was flying around um, for Cod. <laughs> but second half, Kyler turned it on, did some insane things, had a 20-second play, which is like, Cam, I know you probably have PTSD from our days. We had a couple 20-second plays against us. They were, they were miserable. <laughs> um, uh, but it turned it on. Then he goes into overtime. Deron Harmon, former Patriot legend, makes a huge play, breaks up a pass from Hollywood Brown. And then uh, the Raiders fumble, Hunter Renfro, Mr. Reliable, fumbles, and uh, the Cardinals take it back and win. Um, but I, th- I thought some things from this game were that Kyler, when he's on, he is unbelievable. He can just do things that other people can't. Uh, he makes guys miss. He can just extend plays like nobody else. Um, so he's, it's just, I think there's a lack of motivation with him and I still don't like him. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, Tucker, any thoughts on this one? And Josh McDaniels, maybe fired going back to the Pats next year. Yeah. I mean, what a game from Kyler. This was kind of like a silence, the haters. I earned my money type of type of thing. I was super impressed with him. Any, any thought to the WXP weekend messing up his first half? I think it lit a fire in his ass. He knew that this was a game he has to win because the double XP weekend, he knew and he was already thinking about the memes. Because <laughs> uh, if he's all on Call of Duty, he's probably all on Twitter. And uh, he knows exactly what everyone's saying about him. One of the announcers said during one of his plays that Kyler answered the Call of Duty, which was awesome. Um, yeah, no, that was great. Cam? See, this is a game I can get behind talking about because this might have playoff implications one way or the other down the line. Um, obviously, it's own two and a one-on-one team, but you know they're both better than the Browns and the Jets. Um, that being said, when I watched that Kyler play, it reminded me so much of like the Game Boy football games that you just like they stick for your computer where you just go press the up arrow, right arrow, down arrow, left arrow, and you have to avoid everybody. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like the those. little players. That they, the kick return, kick return games. Right, exactly. Yeah, like on Pogo. Um, like bird's eye view, little tiny people running around trying to avoid everybody. That's what it, it looks like watching Tyler Murray. Um, take that how, how you would like, but that's my opinion. Uh, Dylan, any thoughts on this one? I know you're in deep conversation with Linnea. She could take a time out. No? All right. Well, Linnea has hijacked Dylan. He will not be able to comment on this. Oh, there he is. All right. It's all right. Um, Linnea, we're sorry. trying to do a podcast what here. Game? What game? Cardinals, Cardinals Ra- Raiders. The Raiders did Okay. Linnea, Linnea, don't hijack the podcast. We're trying to do something. We do this once a week. You can give us your when boyfriend is, for two when hours. Is once Linnea's a week. Uh, five minutes of whatever happening. Uh, it's still uh, under review from the from the podcasters. From the um, board? Has, yeah, it has not been approved yet. It's um, not been approved from the board yet. <laughs> 
<laughs> the total amount of time big, that she was Big, big John McNinch told me that he was upset that I was not featured on the last episode and that I need more airtime. At this point, he should just sponsor us, and we have to listen to what he says. I mean, airtime comes from hijacking Dylan because all the missed time that we don't have Dylan talking counts as yours. <laughs> oh my god, the question I was asking him was elite. I'll text it to Tucker because I can't say it out loud. Here's Dylan back. Um, all right, there's Linnea's five minutes, everybody. It's officially become a segment. What are we talking about? Um, your girlfriend. Your girlfriend. Um, all right. Um, that's all I got. Uh, the only other thing I had from the weekend was the Falcons almost broke the 28 to three curse. They were down 28 to three and almost came back, but didn't. So that probably would have been big for the organization. They could have pulled that off. Um, all right. Do we have a list guys ready to go? Do we want to do nacho toppings? I'm down for nacho toppings. I haven't wrote a list, but I'm down. I could do it pretty easily. Wait, I feel like we missed a big game. Uh, we didn't do next week's games, but. I mean, yeah, we'll just cover them next week. Um, That's fine, yeah. Who do the Giants have next week? Pats uh, get blown out by the Ravens, by the way. Pats get blown out by the Ravens. Doors blown off. Giants win next week, Cam? The Giants, beat, Giants beat the boys. Now we got the Bears after that. There's a very possible four no start for the Giants. Might not lose. Could not I lose. lose ever. Could not lose. Could go undefeated. Still Remember on. the year the Steelers went thirteen and three, but they were like one of the worst teams. It was like our first year of this podcast. Yeah, they were so bad. They were terrible, but they won every game. <laughs> Might be looking at that situation. <laughs> Best record in the league. So bad football. All right, um, nacho chop toppings. Tuck, why don't you lead it off? You work in the restaurant business. You make it nachos for your patrons. Great. Um, this is great because I had this planned out so well already. Um, my number five is, um, you know what? I don't even like this one that much, but I think it's an elite topping. I can understand why people want their nachos. Jalapenos. Jalapenos is a key ingredient to a nacho. I think that the spice is definitely an added bonus, and it's needed for any good taco. Nacho. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Cam? Sure. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with... Um, are we going to count... Bacon. Are we going to count cheese? Yes. Yes. It's a topping. Yes. Okay, so um, that's yeah. part of a nacho. No, it's not. It's a topping. It just... Please, cheese needs to be on there because I don't have many else. <laughs> Me neither. I'm going with bacon. I don't know if people do that at all. I've probably had it at one time or another. Bacon bits. Um, sounds good. I really like it right now. So it's going to be five. This is, uh, this is the condiments list all over for me, again, because <laughs> when I get nachos, it's just probably meat and cheese and the chip, and that's about it. But uh, I'm looking at some some toppings that I would possibly do on my nachos, and I'm, I'm looking at them. So uh, I'm going to go with number five, scallions. Um, scallions don't have a lot of taste, but every once in a while you get one between the teeth, and, and it gives you that little that little fresh freshness taste to it. Um, they don't really taste like much, and that's what I'm looking for on a nacho. So number five, scallions. Bill? Um... Number five, I'm going to go with 
uh, similar family as a scallion going with an onion. Uh, just to chop up some yellow onion and throw it on there. Tucker. My number four, queso. Throwing some queso on top of it, on top of the cheese. Added extra cheese. With a little, it's a little bit saucier. You know, I like it. It's a good addition to a nacho. Highly recommend. Cameron? Yeah. Number four, I'm going queso as well. Now, um, the, the reason I wouldn't have it higher up is because it does make the chips a little bit soggy. And when I eat nachos, I need a lot of nachos. So by the time I get to the bottom of the pack, um, they, they do make it a little bit soggy. And then if we're talking the nacho cheese queso from like a baseball game or something, that's no good. I don't like that too much. Um, so I can't, I can't put it too high up there, but I do love a good love queso on there uh, for the first half of the meal anyway. Um, so that's number four. Number four, I'm going the musical fruit, beans, black beans specifically. Um, just kind of came around on black beans uh, in the past like five years or so. Get them on my burritos now. Um, I've always liked beans, you know, kidney beans and some chili or something like that. Always liked them. Don't know why I didn't do them on nachos and burritos before then. Um, but I'm going beans, my number uh, number four. Give it that little kind of gritty feel to it. Dill? Um, number four, I'm going to go with corn, just straight up corn. Um, I don't know if you've had corn on your nacho, but for whatever reason, it, it elevates that nacho. It's great. Uh, it, it's subtle. You're eating the corn chip to begin with, so might as well just add some corn. You never know. It's pretty good. Just try it. More corn on the chip. Tucker? My number three is chicken. Chicken's an elite topping should be on most nachos you need seasoned chicken though i don't like just straight up chicken like grilled chicken on it i want some flavor in my chicken with a nacho so my number three chicken cameron i'm following i'm following soon to get with tucker Stick with Keep Stick with gun. what was your number five i don't know <laughs> i don't remember either but it wasn't the one i put jellies uh, jalapenos Ah. Hey, put your lap nose on there, Ricky. <laughs> um, that was bubbles, by the way. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Yep, I'm going to chicken as well as number three. Um, the problem with chicken is it's a little bit too big for a nacho sometimes. So if you want to get the one chip, it's gotta be diced. The, chicken's, the chicken is diced too big, it could fall off or it could mess up the ratio. So you need a, a shredded chicken. Does, does the job sometimes, but uh, there's too many factors. Number three. Uh, my number three is going to be um, ground beef. Got to get some protein in there. Uh, I'm a beef guy over chicken, especially with uh, nachos. Um, nothing like a little seasoned beef on there to uh, give you some heartiness to the nacho, make it more of a meal. Um, so it's going to be ground beef for me. Dill? Um... Sorry. Um, uh, number three on my nacho, I'm going to go queso. I, I got queso higher up on my list, yeah, because I like fake yellow uh, cheese that looks like a high layer uh, pea. So any type of queso is my favorite. Uh, you get the nice, nice good one, the white queso, you get the yellow one. Uh, 
throw it on top or dunk it. I'm counting Duncan for this. Uh, yeah, queso it just heightens the experience. Tucker, number two. My number two is pulled pork. I have it ranked slightly higher than chicken. I think it goes better with the nacho, better flavor to it. Uh, you know, the pulled, the fact that it's pulled meat, I think, makes it a little bit more susceptible for a good nacho per bite. Uh, so, yeah, pulled pork number two. Uh, Cameron? I love a good pulled pork, but we are going to differ here. I'm going with chili. Surprised that you haven't put that on there. On, I had to replace chili on my list for queso. So I, I put chili on here, and it's the same as ground beef for me, Trey. So I, I put those together. Um, just throwing that out there because I don't eat chili with beans. I don't like the beans. Whack. So a good chili has a lot of good flavor. I just don't like the beans in them too much. I'll eat it if I have to, but would prefer without. Um, and now here's the thing, and this is a, a little bit of a catch-22 for myself because I did say that I don't like the sogginess of the queso. However, with chili, for some reason, it's a different type of sogginess, and I don't mind it. So, chili is going to be uh, my number two. Um, my number two is going to be chili. <laughs> I disagree, Cam. I think it's a different vibe than ground beef. You know, you got the little bit of the chili sauce in there. You got the beans, which I, I like. Um, you know, you got the peppers, the onions, whatever's in the chili goes on the nacho as long as it's buried under something i can get on on board of it like peppers and onions and stuff. as long as it's like hidden in something cooked into something i can get behind it adds a little bit of spice to it um if you make the chili right uh chili i think is is more elite than ground beef it's not just ground beef so i'm going chili number two all right dylan you're muted my friend that's two this episode so nope. thus far, Shooter. So, I'm sorry. That's I got two thus far, so Shooter. That's two thus far, uh, Shooter. It's if I have to mute it because of the things Linnea is talking about right now. You guys know. <laughs> so, have so. to get together. You can't just start talking with your mic muted. It's all right. Just all right. All right. All right. Number two. Number two. I'm going with uh, ground beef. And ground beef, I'm putting it. In the same category as chili. Ground beef anyway, number two. Um, Cam, you talked about sogginess. I'm not a huge fan of the beef sogginess. I'm not a huge fan of sogginess in general on my nacho, but I, th- I don't like the beef one at all. Uh, th- I like it less than the chicken. So, yeah, beef number two. Um, Tucker, number one. My number one is obviously cheese. It's key to every nacho. It's not a nacho without it, honestly. Um, it's just chips and meat and vegetables, which is just kind of gross. You may, you don't have the cheese, you don't have a nacho. So number one should be na- cheese on every single person's list. And it's not cheese to me. Cameron? Yeah, it's obviously cheese. Yeah, I got cheese, number one. Dale? Uh, I do not have cheese number one because, like I said, not even on your list. To to- it was it was nacho topping. Ergo, a you nacho asked. We asked, asked specifically, is cheese a part of this? We agreed yes, and then you chose not, and then you no. disregard. You put it I on your not, list. I did not agree. I did not agree to this. You. This is you a dictatorship. This is not a democracy. 
I have the recording right now. I can edit this all out. It's a, it's a topping. It's not a condiment, but it's a topping. It is a condiment. That's why it's perfect. What's your number one, Bill? Uh, number one for me is chicken. Um, I love chicken on a nacho. It's my favorite uh, meat on a nacho uh, by a million. Uh, like Cam said, you do have to chop it up, get it nice and small, dice it up as much as you can, uh, sprinkle it on top, put a little bit on the bottom, uh, so you can like put some scoop some on uh, on a solo chip when you get towards the bottom. Uh, yeah, gotta go with chicken. I don't care if it's seasoned; doesn't have to be. Uh, my favorite meat on Nacho by far. All right. Um, one last thing before we exit the pod. Uh, forgot to bring it up during our segments. Judge hit 60. Um, did he hit 61 yet? The game's going on right now, but I don't know. Um, anyways. No, they, they won, but he didn't. They won, but he didn't win. He didn't hit one. Uh, they, uh, they walked him Judge, the judge hit 60. Um, now one away from the AL record, uh, from tying the AL record. Um, How many games left? Like 12, like 15. Yeah, yeah he's going to do it. Are eliminated from postseason contention yet? Oh, yes. Yes, I that was a while back. Um, oh, not yet. I mean, in all intents and purposes, yes. But anyways, Judge does it. Future Red Sox legend Aaron Judge couldn't be happier for the guy. You know, puts in the effort. Um, excited for him. I reserve the right to change this this take um, come April. Uh, Tucker, your thoughts on Judge? Um, I'm honestly rooting for him at this point. I would love to see it. Um, I don't dislike Aaron Judge, which is a weird thing to say, but um, yet. I did. I don't anymore. And the Red Sox are not statistically eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, but they are. They have less than a 1% chance of making it, but they still have an opportunity to make the playoffs. It would have to leave. I mean, it doesn't help that three teams in the AL East are definitely making the playoffs. Great moments are forged from great opportunity. So that's all they need is an opportunity. Um, Dale Judge, greatest hitter ever, yes or no? <laughs> Greatest hitter ever? No, but uh, yesterday his home run put him uh, not only put put him at sixty, but he also put him at uh, the lead on the triple crown. Oh yeah, he's gonna win the triple crown. That's right. So he has an opportunity to win the triple crown too, uh, which is nuts. So the man's wait. What's the triple crown? What's lead the league in RBIs, batting average, and home runs. He doesn't have batting average. Yes, he does. He's the leader right now. Since when? He had it yesterday. Yesterday. I saw it all over Twitter. First guy since Miggy. Shout out to Dylan's old Instagram post with me wearing the triple crown that's since been deleted. It was a great post. Um, Cam, your team, your guy. Everybody's rooting for him here on this pod, it seems like. Maybe for artillery motives, but still. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan. Um, I'm, I'm excited for him. Um, I think he, he, he'll... What's the next major milestone after 61? 62. That'd be the record for the AL. 
Right, but if somebody hit like 66, I don't know. I think he'll go, he'll go for like 65 this season. And a first-round exit. That's going to be a real shame. Um, all right, that is our show. Week three coming up starting tomorrow. Who plays tomorrow? Anyone know? Anyways. Um, I did, and then I forgot. I already looked it up. We're, doing, like, um, we're really good at our, our jobs here. Someone, <laughs> someone, oh, God, I know this. Anyways, week three coming up. We'll have the, the scorching hot takes for you next week. We'll cover the games that Steelers matter. Steelers versus Browns. Steelers-Browns. That's going to be a terrible game. Um, all right, that's our show. Thanks for getting waste with us. Vote in our polls. We're only we're getting low numbers. We're supposed to be in high numbers, including you guys. Vote in our polls again, Dylan. Um, hey, that's waste of takes. Episode one forty one. Task Force one four one out. Uh, we'll see you next week. So long.